In a world in crisis, can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. to a show called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And we're back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's we're crazy. Back. We, uh, I guess we should apologise for not being around last week. You love apologies. I'm not going to apologise. I'm mm-hmm. going to retract your apology. <laughs> You've got nothing to apologise for, Nick. Uh, it Why was uh, Rayman and I who screwed things up. By going to the races. Well, well I'm definitely not going to apologise. Technically. Technically. Yeah. We had a laugh. Only only technically. Only technically. I mean, it's not that we no, don't really. enjoy recording the podcast. We just enjoyed not recording it more that week. <laughs> exactly. If, if that makes sense. Well, besides, we had a pretty good run. We did like four weeks in a row. Yeah. That's, hit... that's probably a record. Maybe yeah, less. No, it is. <laughs> Maybe less. <laughs> um, but if you are new to the show, uh, we have a very simple format here. Basically, every week we each bring a topic of love and hate to the table for discussion. Uh, we decide whether it is worthy of hate or love. And then we decide whether hate or love wins out. That's really all there is to it. It's a pretty flimsy premise, but we make it work. Yeah. And you can join in. Uh, I would say you use the hashtags, but those never really caught nobody, on. Nobody they? uses the hashtags. I don't think, I don't think hashtags in general are going to catch on. Yeah, they are quite new, aren't they? Yeah, I just don't think the kids of today really like relate to them. No. No. Just let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> that insightful futurism over there. Yeah. But, but um, if you'd like to join the conversation, however, the place where things are really kicking off is the Facebook group. Facebook. Oh, so just happened, before, before all our data is stolen. Oh, oh God. Cambridge. That was a simpler time, wasn't it? Two weeks ago. Yeah. When, <laughs> when Facebook weren't, were, were, were kind of cosily evil rather than kind of cartoonishly evil. They were like, yeah. They were like the Google evil. Mm. Whereas now they're like the Hydra evil. They were like Uncle Uncle Fester and now they're Scar. Oh, so if you want if you want to go uncles. Good analog. <laughs> if you want to go I did. I, I really did. I do I do often uh, you know think of the social media platforms as evil uncles. Evil friend, uncles. Yeah, friendly uncles. Mild to yeah. evil. So I guess skirting away from actual genuine, rather worrying evil. Uh, who has a hate they'd like to kick us off with? Because I've got a hate. That was very efficient, John. That Thank you. Really well, good. Normally we go on for about 10 minutes. I know, but you know, we need to ease just, To be fair, we've just done it off mic. We've had yes, a whole chat. Yeah, we've had a conversation, yeah. Deep, anyway. Deep in the paint on Avengers. Um, Tell us your hate, John. Well, my hate, Nick, is Peter Rabbit's stupid face. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not Peter Rabbit. What did he do? Uh, no, I, let me let me let me clarify. Clarify. Like I think butter. we all know. Uh, Peter Rabbit. I have no strong connection to. Charmed nation, John. Charmed nation. Yeah, he's a rabbit. He, you know, taught us all to love again. Where's the blazer? But I, I remember seeing like a couple of <laughs> maybe like a couple of animations when I was young, like some rather old ones. Is it Beatrix Potter? Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, but what he said that was that Beatrix. Was that Beatrix Potter? I ain't never read no books. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard Beatrix Potter was wrote that, one. Was it that lady with the woodland creature? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, I think I may even have read a book. 
about nerd about uh, this about, guy about reading books. Right? However, cheers all the best. Check there is privilege. now a movie coming out about yeah, there Peter is. Rabbit. Yeah, there is. Uh, I think it is out, isn't it? Or is it coming out? Maybe it's out. It's, it's Easter. It'll be out for Easter. Easter related. Because oh, he's a bunny. He's a rabbit, you see. Yeah. That makes me sick. And he's a CGI rabbit. And oh my They couldn't God. get the real one to do what couldn't they wanted. Get, no. He was drunk. He was yeah. passed down the bottom of the He wouldn't keep his blazer on. <laughs> Please call me Peter. Mr. Rabbit was my father's name. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, much like how my original hatred of the Tesco's posters came about from having to see them on a regular basis. You also hated on that clown guy around Cheltenham. They would grin all the time at you as well. <laughs> Do you remember? That was one of your hates. There's a no? local clown who was appearing on the side of buses in pantomimes oh, and stuff. God, oh, yeah. And man, you were like, I'm yeah. sick of his gurning face. Maybe that's the thing. I, just can't, I cannot stand gurning pricks because <laughs> we get to the poster, which is on a bus stop on my walk to work for the new Peter Rabbit movie. Oh. And the marketing team have have tried really hard. It's like, how can we convey ev- everything about this movie into one image? How can we tell In you? his face. Yeah. And, and so you've got a whole cast of lovable woodland creatures, but they're all that weird kind of photo, real, slightly cartoony, where if you saw a rabbit walking towards you on its back legs, maybe... Wearing a crude patchwork of clothes as it desperately tries to simulate humanity and like <laughs> horrible jerking moments. You're hearing the cracking of bone. Because it wasn't meant to walk that way. <laughs> but it's like, so someone took Peter Rabbit and was like, we need to we need to make it relevant to the kids. Let's make him a hashtag. Sh- let's make him a street smart, wisecracking James Corden, and it's got a lot of Poochie about it. Yes, yes, <laughs> I was thinking of Poochie because you've got literally like up close, uh, biggest character on the poster. You've got Peter Rabbit, the man himself, the rabbit, the legend, and ladies' man. He's he's leaning. On oh, a yeah. post. Oh, like, his arms. I bet he is. Arms crossed, leaning on a post. What a cad! And his eyes are ever so slightly closed because he's cool and he's smirking. Yeah. A rabbit I bet a is sign. smirking. I bet there's a sign two streets over that says no loitering. <laughs> I bet there is. Because so he's not breaking roll. the rules, but he is flirting with them. He definitely <laughs> he's, is. He's not criminal, yeah. but you can see it from there. But you know, <laughs> when he's 21, he will be addicted to class A drugs. And he'll have a hell of an Stay in school. Anyway, so that's it. I... I, I was going to say, are we allowed to eat these? Uh, Nick it's is, too late now. Uh, Nick's just eating a Please bag continue, of, John. Nick is just eating a bag of dry pine cones. Uh, right now. What even are they? I don't know. Curry-flavoured rice crackers. Oh, I'm so glad. They're very nice. They're yeah, actually really good. Draw one. Draw. Uh, no, because I'm a professional. and um, <laughs> Very unprofessional, Lou. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. So it's a two-pronged attack. It's a fact that, A, I... I, 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 I'm just going to hate everything that Peter Rabbit's going for. And B, uh, I dislike how on posters for children's movies, you will often get that look. Yeah. The main character will give you a look, which is very 90s, very hoochy. Oh it is. Trying to tell you everything about that character in just in one Thing smug is, look. I'm not familiar with the original books overly. I may have read them when I was younger. Anyway. I thought he was just a nice, sweet, young rabbit. This is the thing. Why does, is... he, why does he have to be a punk? This is the thing that fucks me off about this. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You say that every time I swear on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Rob reservation. John doesn't like swearing. <laughs> he loves it. I fucking hate it. Um, 
is that that's exactly right. He was this charming woodland like gentleman, basically. And now he's this wisecracking, sly, like cad with an attitude. And I don't I like what like <laughs> I don't what? like it. I don't I don't like change. <laughs> but who is that for? Well this is like you, you like you said, like in the poster it's like trying to appeal to kids, but what kid would look at that gurning chungus and go, I wanna be like him. That's the thing, though, isn't it? Because if a kid is cool enough to care about being cool, yeah. they're not going to look to Peter Rabbit. They're not going to look to Peter Rabbit. Like a five-year-old's not going to be go like, I want to be a wide boy like him. <laughs> like Beatrice but maybe, maybe there's someone he can aspire to. What, the rabbit? No, the like the, the yeah, the rabbit. The character behind the rabbit. James like Corden. The, the young... Yeah. <laughs> we'll get onto that, I'm well, sure. Yeah, we'll get there, yeah. <laughs> But the... the, the the kids who maybe aren't the coolest would go, yeah, Peter Rabbit's not the yeah. coolest, but he's really popular and... Shit. Really I don't hard. know. I, uh... Speaking as a kid who was not most popular... If well, I, you're not, John. I was, I, I was thinking of you, actually, if when I, I had a picture of a kid. <laughs> if, I, if I had gone up... <laughs> if I had gone up to one of the cool kids in school and said, you may not respect me, but Peter Rabbit is well cool. <laughs> I want to be like anything with you. I, I, I think that would have gone really well. Yeah, no, I, I think I, that would have gone really well. You really could have upped my social standing. Yeah. Whereas, in actual fact, what you did was you may not respect me, but I've designed an entire book of my own Digimon, which I believe you did do as a kid. Yesterday. That wasn't when I first met you, Nick. I think that was like the second meeting or so when I. Well, I, I but you were off. trying to impress me. Mm. Desperately. That's why I was wearing a Peter Rabbit uh, yeah. jacket and nothing <laughs> else. I, I, I have a Peter Rabbit. <laughs> you were cosplaying as Peter Rabbit, which was an excessive amount of nudity for us. Were you wearing movie. a nappy? No, but to stop it being weird, I just greased myself up and rolled around a barber shop. <laughs> so I was very hairy. It did make it better. It was a lot more palatable. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the question you always have to ask yourself is, if they felt they could get away with it, would their cartoon animal because let's face it it's always a cartoon animal would they be on a skateboard on the poster if they thought they could get away with it yes probably yes. so and i think that should be the benchmark for and i think i think movie execs still think that's a relevant way to go for making a cool cartoon character for kids and I, I, I like to imagine that they were like, hey, let's let's have him smirking, arms folded, leaning against a, a pole, and uh, and he'll have a skateboard. And there was one like younger, just like maybe <laughs> mid thirties guy, was just like, no, <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> have him vaping. Is, <laughs> have him vaping. Is for, <laughs> is for rabbit vaping. That's all I. Have. <laughs> um, some someone said a while ago that you can always tell that like. On average, screenwriters are at least twenty or thirty years older than the, than the audience they're trying to appeal to. And because twenty, thirty years behind. And, and the example they brought to mind was in the eighty, all the eighties movies that came out in the eighties. There was this really odd trend where the bad guy, or like the bully, or the the punk, like you know, the mm. one who picks on the hero, yeah, was like a greaser, as in like oh, more okay. like leather. And yeah. had like their hair like slicked sort of, back, like Teddy yeah. Boy sort of. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's like the, the guys writing those movies in the eighties were thinking back to <laughs> their childhood in the fifties. <laughs> yeah. And oh, so, that's mad. That's so true. And now you have like, I guess what we're in the we're coming up on the twenty twenties, and it's well. like this idea of what's cool is like the nineties kid kind of. If they, they'd have like those snap bracelets. But though. like, but 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 most people acknowledge that there was nothing cool about the nineties, even when we were living it. Is the nineties coming back? That's it's, my bigger concern. It's uh, the worst decade. Yes. Oh shit! 
Yes. Why did you say that so categorically, John? Because um, um, a while ago I saw some music videos. Oh, God. The music of the young. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> this music smells of the young. <laughs> everybody looks like... Are they all wearing loose-fitting clothing? Yes. Mm. Everybody looks like I aspired to look as a kid in the in the nineties. Incorrectly, like, I yeah. Add. Lots of, fr- I, I swear, like curtains are coming back in, like the hair, the hair it's thing. It's terrifying. We're, we're destined clothes. to stay in this time loop. Yeah, yeah where we are. nothing will ever, ever oh, change. Oh, you look, you look so two thousands. What is that? What is the look of the two thousands? It's very Kate, much Kate Nash, wouldn't it? <laughs> Kate Nash. Oh. Too much lemons. Good God, that was awful. Um, We're in a sort of place at the minute, though, with like popular culture where it's referencing the 80s. We've got things like Stranger Things and Thor Ragnarok and Ready Player One coming out soon, which is all that stuff. Um, So, does that suggest that the movies are sort of a little, a few years behind the fashion? I don't know, or maybe like the people making movies are are a tiny bit. Older. It's like it's slower. It's a slower know, process. Yeah. But, there, but bear in mind, people who are taking their kids to see this film are probably our sort of age. Yeah. Yes, slightly actually, older. Actually, That's yeah. very true. So it will appeal to them as well. They'll go, but hey, I remember this? But I don't want to be reminded of the 90s. No, but you, you might have enjoyed Peter Rabbit. What? You see what I mean? If this was... This was Jonathan the Rabbit, or some other name, the Rabbit. Let's say Donnick yeah. the Porcupine. Let's say Donnick the Porcupine, for argument's sake. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it wasn't someone you were familiar with. Would anyone be aware of this film? But if I... No, I suppose not. But if I had a vague understanding that... And assume you, you would, because Peter Rabbit is like a brand. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you, you have to be like a massive fan to be aware... That it has been around a People long time. People have heard of Peter Rabbit. A kid is not going to know that, but a parent would go like, oh, well, exactly. Let's take this little brat yeah. on their Easter holidays to the cinema, shut him up for two hours. Okay, but what if like... Or her. I'm trying to think of a like a comparison, but it's like, you know that like, there's a really old franchise and it's being rebooted. And if I saw like Power a... Power Rangers. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, oh, let's go see uh, Peter Rabbit. He's a breakdancing, uh, you know... Beatrix Potter's probably spinning in her grave. Yeah, basically, yeah. Is she, is she alive, Beatrix Potter? Um, yes. probably. Oh no, no she, she probably died. Yeah. No, she's alive. Yeah, she's very old, but she's alive. Is she? Yeah. She's oh, about, she's not spinning in a grave. It's about four hundred. Apologies, Beatrix, if you are listening. Spinning in a rocking chair. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a funky film. <laughs> unless, unless we've got it completely wrong, and you know, Beatrix Potter was really let's into like uh, let's look it up into like uh, we'll get on the mainframe. What are we looking up? Beatrix is Potter. Beatrix Potter alive? No, she's dead. Oh, you she's know. super. No, she's super dead. I mean, there's the pictures of her in black and white. She, she died in 1943. She's super dead. I was being <laughs> super dead. I was being facetious. Oh my god, when? <laughs> hold on, hold guys. It says here notable works: The Tale of Peter Rabbit. There you go. Yeah. Same Beatrix Potter. Yeah. But what, what if someone Not updated the with... graffiti artist that I thought she was? <laughs> but what if somebody updated she's her with leaning against the post? She is in the She's leaning against she's the post. <laughs> She's in picture. I take it all back. She's yeah. way ahead of her time. She's wearing like uh, little circular sunglasses and she's got a very baggy uh, baggy shirt on. There he is. He looks like a nice young rabbit there. Can we get on to the second phase of this go, particular go hatred? Go on. Um, now, James Corden. Mm. Uh, you and I, Rayman, used to be quite a fan, collectively fans of Gavin and Skip yes, indeed. back in yes, the day. Yes, James, very much. James Corden, yes. charming as hell. Hey, I'm also here. Oh, no, yeah, but you weren't... I didn't know you back then. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's I also have, liked Gavin Let's have... Did you really? I did. I yes. didn't know that. Okay, yeah. right. Well, you That's still all like, talk. You still <laughs> like Gavin and Scacy, and I think we can all agree that James Corden was very charming. Charming nation. Now, 
There's a lot of James Corden about in the world nowadays, and he's quite hard to ignore. He's very um, hard to ignore. Mm. He's cloned himself. I don't believe our worlds overlap anymore. I don't follow his work. However, in every trailer I've seen, uh, everything I've heard of him voicing Peter Rabbit, do you get a thing where it sounds like he's not in the room? Yeah, that <laughs> weird thing where, like... He's phoned it in. The Foley work... Or like the audio mixing, it never sounds like, oh, Peter Rabbit, as voiced by James Corden, is running through a field. It always just feels like James Corden is standing right behind you, <laughs> just live narrating it, being I know what James you mean. Corden. It doesn't, his voice is so incongruous, it does not fit. And I, I think it's a facet of his voice specifically, because there's like, because we've seen other really famous actors who you know what they look and sound like, voice characters. I'm thinking of Maui from Moana. Yes. Yeah. With The Rock. And I was completely sucked into that it was Maui saying those mm. words. And yet... I didn't I... even know that was The Rock. Did you not? Oh, I was in that film. I didn't no. know it was The Rock. There you go. There you See, go. That's, that's how good he is. But I would agree with you that, that Corden's voice is jarring. And I don't know why. Did you know, true fact, up until quite late in development, Colin Firth was going to voice Peter Rabbit. That would have been better. <sighs> I mean... Uh, but that, would that not have come with a big rewrite? Because you cannot imagine. Yeah, no, it would. It must have. Yeah, it must have. Being... I've just read. I've just read the Wikipedia article about Peter Rabbit. He is a bit of a. He's a bit of a mischievous. He's a, he's a chappy chappy. He? He? he is. But I don't think he's ever dabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the original work of Beatrix Potter, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> <He never dabbed. laughs> Peter goes dabbing. <laughs> like his biggest concern was like. Raiding the garden of the farmer and not getting shot. You like know, it, you know it quite well. I think I that's think, all I, know. I think that happens in the film, though. There is a garden. That is what it's about yeah. in the film. Yeah, but it's played by General Hux from oh, Star Wars. Really? But isn't that the <laughs> plot? Star Wars, it, yeah, I oh, got it. <laughs> but isn't that the plot of like you're a movie exec and someone goes, "Okay, we we have to." Sure. Okay, you're fired. Oh no. <laughs> we need to adapt X property and it's a beloved childhood the tale X property. from like the 1930s or something. And the plot is always there's an evil land developer. Yes. Like every it's single It's the fantastic time. Mr. Fox principle. Yeah. That's what I'd like to call it. Yes. Thing is, oh, is there a oh, land developer in that? Well, there's some landowners. Farmers, it? yes. Yeah. Or animals are farthing wood principle. Mm. Should we call it that? I'll give you an example of a recent film along the same lines that has done well at maintaining its core and not trying I, to be too... I think I know what you're going to say. Too I don't. 90s and hippity-hoppity and all this. Paddington. Paddington. Oh, my God. Ah, yes. The two Paddington films are fucking good. I have not seen Paddington 2. But it's pa really good. Paddington 1, Watch Over Christmas. It's charming as hell. It's so good. I have not seen either of them. You oh, talk about charming a nation. Like, that <laughs> Paddington yeah. charmed a nation. Like, Paddington well 2 good. is damn excellent. I would recommend it. There you wow. go. Okay. We well, watch I, I, wanna, I wanna watch it. They're really good. And the voice of Paddington, whoever that Colin. is. Oh no, it's um Oh no, he's in it, isn't he? Colin Firth is Ben Wishaw. No. Oh Ben Wishaw, yes. I Who think is Ben? He's the new Q from the Bond Q. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh right, well, he's well good. Yeah. Oh, he's really good. It's got um Hugh Bonneville. Hugh Bonneville's in it. Bonneville, Hugh Grant yeah. was in Paddington too. Was he really? He's the bad guy. Oh my. He's very See, good. See, the thing is, is that by bringing up Paddington, we've entered into an area where I get a little bit annoyed. Oh, which oh, is yeah, yeah. Which is this whole, like, Don't like making bears. a very British movie yes. thing. And, mm. like, it's obviously an export idea. So the idea of, of films like Paddington and a lot of other live-action movies, you know, films like Your Love Actually and all these other things, yeah. are obviously made to be really British. And you have to have people like Colin Firth and Hugh Grant in those movies because they're the selling... Like yeah. a USP, 
for the American market to buy that British movie. And I feel like Paddington, I, I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was going to be one of those. It's very, very like trying to be British. But since hearing what you guys yeah, have said about it, I do want to watch it. It is... I, n- I know exactly what you mean. It is, it is trying to be twee. But no, but no. But what yeah. I'm saying, I'm not. I'm not slamming. I, know you, I get here. what you're saying. What I'm trying yeah. to say is, it seems to me like Peter Rabbit is trying to do what Paddington did, while simultaneously yeah, totally trying to be the British twee export. The thing about Peter Rabbit is, I don't know. I honestly don't know what it's trying to be because James Corden is British, obviously. Oui. Well, he's well known in America, but that he's massively he well known in America, and that's got to be a draw. So he's just being like, "Wait, cheeky jappy." Well, I think they think they're onto a fucking goldmine with this because everyone loves. James, James Corden, Corden, British export stuff, and charming woodland creatures. Mm. But then they're all just kind of like street smart, wacky. It doesn't make any no, sense. No, and I, yeah. I think that, what you said there, is, is, is exactly probably the biggest problem with it, is to go from, if you're going to make this twee British country cottage, like, lovely, charming thing, and then you're going to put this weird, like, 90s attitude spin on it, then what are you making? Like, mm. th- this is no longer the brief, is it? Because mm. I thought it was meant to be this, this twee British thing. I think I think what Paddington does really well is that it actually kind of subverts a lot of that. Oh, okay. Like there's this whole thing about like Paddington having grown up in the Peruvian jungle has this dream of Britain because he met an explorer and that I was laughing in the first like two minutes because like, really? it's kind of like very old like pith uh, helmet kind of mm. old school explorer. Brilliant. He's like I was travelling light, which meant I only had one travelling piano and stuff like that. And he's got like a, a manservant like carrying a small piano behind him and That's stuff brilliant. like that. It's very funny. And um, but he's got this crazy idea of what Britain is. Yeah. And he thinks it's like tea and crumpets, and and then he gets here, and it's nothing like that at all. Oh, and it actually, yeah. and, it, and I, all these moments where <laughs> it's I, a bit shit. It is. <laughs> it's it's more than a bit shit. And, we all we all know that. Yeah. And he had, um, and it's like all these moments where you think, oh, it's going to be a bit twee, it's going to be a bit insufferable. It actually wasn't. Like it always, mm. always. See, that's a, really good. Cool. That's cool. I want to watch it. It now. is. No, you should. It is good. It is good. Both of them. I think the second one's better. Actually, I look forward to. So, I will right, okay. see it. Anyway, I think I've talked long enough about that. I agree with you. Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. Shall I go? Go Please. for it. I'll go. I've been trying to think of a way to put this into words, so I'll just try now. Uh, spontaneously. On air. On air not yeah. practised at all. Um, big brands that diversify and... Um, what's the word? Um, just go out into different overly saturated marketplaces. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'll give yeah. you two examples that spring to mind. Okay. Carling Cider... Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. And McDonald's doing salads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what? Yeah, they they sort yeah. of fragment into other areas. Like, who yeah. wants a Carling cider? <laughs> we have cider. Yeah. I have cider. Yeah. I've got cider here. <laughs> if I wanted weak, watery cider, I just I, pour some... <laughs> I don't want Carling's bastardized cider. And I'm a hundred percent behind this. In fact, we were having a conversation last night about Microsoft. Yes. And we were saying Microsoft. Just let it go. Nobody wants to use your Internet Explorer. Nobody cares. You can do some stuff. Great. But you can. You don't have to do everything. I know. It's it's like (laughs) just do one thing. Really. It's just. Yeah. Like companies moving into areas where they have no business being. Yeah. Yeah. Like Carling. Why did Carling need to bring out a cider other than to make more money and try to crush the little man? And also. Yes. Sorry, Nick. Well, no, all I was going to say was, but inevitably these these are short-lived things and they always fail and they always mm. shut down and they always revert back to their core brand exactly. like product or offering. And you sort of wonder to yourself, well, why did you ever bother? Apparently McDonald's very briefly did pizzas. Yeah, they? there was a muck pizza. The muck pizza. But people don't associate those brands with that. So they're going to go to 
in the case of cider Strongbow or Bulmers or whatever. Well, you're they're not going to they, go, I'll have a cider. Well, you know what, I'll have a Carling. They, it doesn't translate. I think, I think what the brands make the mistake of thinking is, oh, we've got X thousand people who like Carling. And those X thousand people all probably have a favourite cider brand as well. Mm. You know, okay. let's say yeah. Bulmers. So if we bring out a Carling cider, we'll be able to take all of those people who are Carling fans who also like Bulmers. We'll take them away from Bulmers and we'll move them on to Carling cider. It's like, but no, you won't. It won't work. Like yeah. that, that won't happen at all. I've never had a Carling cider, I must say, at this point. I didn't even know Carling did cider. Yeah. I know well, Stella, Stella do Stella cider did. as well. She did. Did. See, it's not cider, it's cider, fuck off. I think yeah, like, that's, that's... But with that logic, like, where does it end? Because you, you could say, like, the Carling exec is going, like, you know, we've cornered, we've cornered the weak, disappointing lager market. <laughs> you know, Carling is the worst lager. Oh, it's just, awful. Just it's like, it's like piss water. He goes, like, well, how, how can we move into cider? And then someone will chirp up the back and go, did you know that while people drink our drinks, they are wearing clothes which are not produced by the Carling industry, yeah. the Carling enterprise? And they go, yeah, you know, you want people wearing, you know, Carling shirts, disappointing mm. Carling shirts, you know, <laughs> living in a watery Carling house, you know. Where do you stop? Yeah. If you do, you've got your thing. The stupid thing about it as well is that these companies... Like, if they've got a, a, a massive heritage of having done their one thing really, really well, and in mm. Carling's case, they haven't done it especially well, but whatever, um, then they know how to do that thing. And then they will branch out and have to instantly work out this whole new thing, like the market, the manufacturing, everything about it. So, like, in the example of clothes, imagine if Carling suddenly went, okay, we're going to make a whole fashion, like, label. They wouldn't know the first thing about what... They'd have the money... Yeah, but they but they wouldn't know the first thing about yeah. like who to go to, and they would never compete with clothing brands who have it down. You know, they've been doing it for tens of years. Or you buy, or they would buy like an established yeah brand and kind of re. Maybe they it. would. Maybe they would. But it's weird, like because that's the kind of thinking that goes like by the you know in ten, twenty, a hundred years time, mm. Carling has everything would absorb everything. Yeah, it's yeah. like what a world. <laughs> What a world. And I think we can all agree. I'm not bad mouthing Carling yeah. here, by the way. That's just an example. Carling is our mind. example here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, Carling. Yes. You're getting it in the neck here, but you know. If you want us to not talk about it, you can sponsor us, of course. Yeah, you can sponsor us or make your beer not taste like piss water. That's a start. When I was learning like the ropes of like drinking, when I was learning how that kind of worked, <laughs> even at the beginning, it was just an implicit understanding that Carling was the worst mm. beer like kind of out there. I don't, I don't think I've ever liked Carling. You'll drink it, but you won't. In, you... I don't think I would drink it. No, unless I absolutely have to. I've drank it recently. Oh, dear. But oh. because we were playing beer pong and uh, you just want to throw away beer to put well, shots yeah, in. That's, yeah. that's, that's, and that's... it tasted so bad. Yeah. It was really bad. It's, it's awful. It's like... I prefer supermarket own brand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> beer doors. Or, or, oh, beer doors. Great. Beer door. Or beer special. Used to do the beer special. The beer challenge. special challenge. <laughs> Can you drink a crate of beer special in one night? Yes, I can. <laughs> However, <laughs> there are consequences. Yeah. Jesus, no. So that that is generally my hate that these companies not staying in their boxes. Yeah, basically. You know, I just can't. Yeah, just, yeah, I do agree. Can't they be happy with what they have? Or can't you just continue to refine what you do? Well, the like, thing is, is that I think it's fair to try and come up with a new revenue stream because you can reach a ceiling where you have. And, and actually, I'm going to bring up Microsoft as a positive example of this yeah. now, because there's one thing Microsoft did really, really well, and that was the transition to hardware. So they developed the Surface, and there's that whole line of Surfaces now, Surface 4, I think they're on now. Mm-hmm. 
and they're creating um there's this amazing desktop machine that they've created for artists yes uh, yeah it's mm. called the, i think it's called the surface studio and it looks astonishingly good like is amazing. that the one where it's like a whole workable surface you can draw on and it's got that weird kind of like lemon yeah, squeezer it, it looks like a puck like a hockey puck and it sits on the screen even if the screen is at like a vertical angle it just sits magnetically attracted nice. to the screen and it's like a second so you have your pen in your right hand say if you're right handed mm. and then you hold on to this puck in your left hand and you can sort of twist it and it rotates the image as though you're moving oh. a huge sheet of paper on this it's really cool and you can do it so that like uh, a palette of colors comes up around it and nice. it's 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 and they've done a really good job but they haven't diversified outside of their field of That's, expertise yeah. Yeah. they're still in computing but they've said, well, we've been developing software for 40 years or however long it is. Let's do hardware. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, you can't do that. And then it was like, actually you can. So that's a good example of doing it. But it's it's staying within the your remit. Those boundaries. Isn't it? Yeah. And Carling is a like, lager, a bad one. Don't make cider. We don't want it. And you might think that going to cider is still, oh, it's still an alcoholic drink. But it isn't. Different. Because it's a huge, like, whole other thing. Different fermenting. It's like if they made a whiskey. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. That would be it's the, the same worst principle. Thing. Make well, another beer. Make another kind well, of lager. I was just going to ask, what are the limits of it? Like, what if Carling were like, we've refined. What if they said, like, we've made. The best maybe beer. this does exist, but we've made, like, Carling Deluxe. Premium. And it's like, yeah, probably, premium, probably does. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lovely. Or smoother, like, smoother or like than your average Carling. Carling Ale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would be pretty bad. That sounds awful. But, but the thing is, I would accept that. I would give yeah. them that. I'd give them Carling Ale. It would probably mm. taste like shite, but I'd give them that, or I'd give them Carling Premium, or whatever you want to call it. But Carling Side Up, step too far, guys. It's like Guinness. Outside. Guinness is another example. They make a lager now. Don't they they do. I ha- I, I've, I've drunk it a few times. It's all no. right. What's yeah. it called? 13. Okay. But then they had red Guinness as well. Yeah, now Guinness... What the and fuck was that? I think, the thing, I think the thing of Guinness, <laughs> you, you can never tell how much... Their story, their gimmick... Wasn't it like this is the cast-off Guinness? Yeah. That's not quite taste... Doesn't quite taste the same, but well, the thing is, it's still drinkable. You and, me, you and I have been to the Guinness brew... Storehouse. Uh, storehouse, yeah. yeah. In, Dub- in, in Dublin. In Dublin, yeah. yeah. And they, they did say... Cheapest place in Dublin to get Guinness. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Not... <laughs> really? Ironically. We were at time in our lives and we were quite poor and there was... Like uh yeah, Dublin was expensive, but uh, I couldn't believe. Well, I couldn't believe at the time how expensive Dublin it's was. We expensive. got there and we were like, "Oh my god, this is going to be a lean couple of days." I think we ate at the same place like three days in a row because <laughs> they did a two euro baguette. <laughs> it was very good, <laughs> very good. Um, but they did say at the time that every time something goes wrong with a batch of Guinness, mm. if it's still drinkable, they'll they put will it out as red Guinness. Sell it. Now, when is it they, cheaper? It's when they started, I can't like, remember actually. Well, I don't know. I don't think it exists anymore. But here's the thing: like, if you, if you, maybe that's a myth, though. What mm. if they just say, "Oh, this was like a mistake," but from the, you know, from the ashes of, of our mistake yes, rose a majestic phoenix. Something glorious rose out of it, and then they can sell it for twice as much. Yeah. I, I, that's a I, tough I don't marketing know. job. That one. But isn't I don't it? know. Maybe they do. Like, <laughs> trying to sell a mistake. But Guinness don't have any reason to like diversify. They pay what five euros in rent every year, something like that. Really? Because really? They, well, so they, met, they have a thousand-year lease. What? The, they, you were there when I, I learned this. I can't remember any of this. They have a thousand-year lease on the storehouse area, and it can't be changed for another eight hundred years or something. And it's like five euros a year. Wow. Maybe not that low, but you. you get so the their idea. running costs, at least in regards to that area, are incredible. Nothing. Their rent is an insult. 
But it, it benefits Dublin in that the tourists yeah, go there. But you're, you're our kind of like branding expert, Nick. But like, <laughs> when you look at Guinness, I mean, they've got to be like, they could do they could do nothing. They could change nothing and still be riding high. Guinness are a great example of really good branding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the funny thing is, is that they, I believe they've like sponsored rugby teams and stuff in the past and stuff as well, haven't they? They've sponsored the league, the rugby league. Oh, there we league. go, yeah. Because I know I've yeah. seen like rugby shirts and t-shirts and stuff with the Guinness logo on. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it is, is that it's become... See, this This is where they haven't... I don't believe Guinness have diversified into making clothes, but people have wanted clothes with the Guinness logo on because it's a badge of... You, you want to show people, mm. I'm a Guinness fan, I like Guinness. So it's that's like, that's like merchandising rather than branching yeah, out into yeah. fashion design. And because their brand is so strong and their design is so strong, they can do that. Hmm. But but the but one of the biggest things I think they have in their favour is that purity. Like they go above and beyond to say we just make a great beer and that's that. But also like the type of beer they make, they have no competitors. Yeah, yeah. true. No one is making stout. No one is making stout. There was one other stout company which I can't even remember the name of now. <laughs> That's crazy. Just tell you, so there you yeah. go. How crazy is that? And if Carling said, "Hey, we're going to try and make a scout," Carling like, yeah, stout, piss it would, off. It would die. Yeah. Oh, I don't think any. They're untouchable to that extent. They've that, almost. Uh, end, yeah. Aren't they? They've almost got to the point where they own it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're the only people making the thing they make. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? I had a Guinness in Indonesia from a mini bar. Mm-hmm. Tasted like Coke. Doesn't. Wow. Doesn't oh, no, there is Guinness that is. Um, um, carbon, carbon. It's whatever. got like carbon, a, it's got a widget. Carbonated. Yeah, you can get like Guinness. When you used to get a can of Guinness, it just tasted like black fizzy beer. Yeah, but then, but they, now it's smooth as anything. Yeah, we do have Look the to my veins. draft, draft quality. <laughs> what do they call it? Whatever. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. Anyway, but there you go. I agree with you. That's a good point. Yeah, just yeah. be happy. Happy with what you got. Mm. Okay, go, hey, Nick. go. Take us home, Nick. Two words combined into one word. Wiki feet. Oh, what? I was. I'm glad you say that. Yeah, what I, is that? I can guess. There's a website. I don't like where this is going. There's a website out there, right. and it is just for <laughs> pictures right. oh, of no. feet. Oh no! It's an encyclopedia of feet pictures. Question. Yes. Scientific or just no, nope. no, nope. for perverts. I think it's. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I um, what? It's a sex thing. <laughs> it's mostly celebrities. Right, right, okay. So the idea is, and I, the only way I discovered it was because I think I googled a celebrity at some point in my history. And then um, added feet to the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I didn't. And one of the first results came up was their wiki feet page. What? Uh, what it, the fuck? <laughs> was that celebrity in some way known no, for their No, it feet? was Grace Helbig, who uh, is a YouTuber, who's a very funny comedian. Um, and I happened to Google her. I think I was trying to find her website, and her Wikifeet page came up. That's gross. It is, isn't it? And um, the, all there's 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 loads of celebrities, but then there's like loads of random like user accounts as well, where people just post pictures of oh. their women of their wife's feet or something like that. But here's the crazy thing, like, because I I went on it today to do some preparatory research for this. Oh, right, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I put in chestnut. a bloke's name, like a celebrity. I think I. Put, Playing <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, the finest of all the fans. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, how dare you talk to me? I genuinely thought, I bet it does have men as well. Yes. No. Oh. Oh. I tried. Well, then it definitely is for perverts. Of, exactly. I tried loads of male celebrities. Not a single one worked. But it sound, I, this sounds first... like a very likely cover story to me. 
<laughs> for when they eventually come and they take your hard drive. I just love male feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, they, they also rank. Let me let me give you this. They they rank the celebrities with their highest um, community rating. As in uh, the wiki, the Wikifeet community can rate and rank um, celebrity feet. Right? Do continue. Yes. So. I want you to guess who you think number one might be. <laughs> the best foot in the world. The best foot. The best female celebrity foot in the world. Um, Zoe Salmon from Blue Peter. I don't know. Uma Thurman? Those are both good guesses, but no, it's Megan Fox, apparently. Okay. Feet. Wait. What makes wait, a good foot? Wait. I don't doesn't, know. Isn't there something about Megan Fox's feet? No, it's her thumbs. Her thumbs? Her thumbs are weird. They, they look actually, like big toes. Actually, they, oh right, they're like disjointed and they look like big fat toes. I'll bring it up now. But if you, if you do, <laughs> that's not going to help our listeners. <laughs> well, we can describe it. We can describe it to them. Okay. Megan Fox thumbs. Uh, okay, uh, listeners, uh, Nick is uh, just googling. Oh, oh my god! Oh yes, no, they are striking. <laughs> oh. So um, yeah, if you Google Megan Fox thumbs, you'll see her thumbs, and they well, are they're, they're kind of stunted. They're has kind of... she got a thumb on her big toe? Then is that why her feet look so good? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they swap them. Second place is Emma Watson. That looks photoshopped. Please stop describing pictures on our <laughs> audio podcast. <laughs> anyway, Emma's not good. The thing is, this just sounds like people are voting for women they fancy generally. Well, this is the thing. But then, honest. but then when you click on like their well, not click, right? Like, like they have a sort of collection Wait. of images that the community has uploaded. When someone, when yeah, so hypothetically, and <laughs> someone their favorite bar. <laughs> That's what bookmarks it. <laughs> oh, I just need to delete my whole hard drive. Um, blast my cash. <laughs> blast my cash. Yeah, you just get hundreds of pictures that the community like, but the, but they're accessible pictures. They're just like general pictures of them, like on a red so carpet, and, and nothing. No, weird, nothing, 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 nothing as well other well, than this weird, whole concept of it. But nothing like. Uh, unsuitable for work. No, should, certainly not. We say, yeah. Well, you might you might stumble across a boob every now and then. <laughs> what is next to a foot? Just quivering. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly, no, you won't. It's <laughs> so, like close up. Well like, like headshots, but there's like a foot just kind of like protruding <laughs> into. T- yeah. I don't. I mean, time for another game of toe or finger. <laughs> what oh, is it about this that? unnerves you the most Nick given that you've spent the most time on this website Mm. I've spent so long on it um it's a very good question yeah no I I, I, I like it's I think it plays into something we've talked about before which is the whole like oh it's not sexual but it totally is oh it is yeah I think we're it's it's the pretense of it just being oh no I, I, I you know I'm just I'm just respecting or enjoying a good foot Mm. And it's like, no, 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 you're not, though. I don't think that's possible. You are you are smashing your erection right now. That's the only way... Between two feet. Just yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Is it is it possible to be a connoisseur of feet without it being weird? No. Mm. Only if you're going to... Let me explain what I'm about to say before I say it. <laughs> okay. Engage, engage brain. I was thinking of animals... And when you like you eat animals, I love a hoof. Like only if it's an animal is what I was gonna say, but only if you're eating it. So, you're, you're so you can eat a foot of an animal and go, "Hmm, that's a particularly delicious foot." I see. I wouldn't. Yeah, that would be I how eat a one foot would of be animal. a connoisseur. But I think I would. It, I'm, I'm very frogs legs. That's true. True. Well, I don't eat the feet though. I just eat the legs. Yeah. <laughs> I've often heard it said though that feet are quite a popular fetish. 
Well, certainly from having discovered the fact that wiki feet exists, mm. I would argue that maybe it is the biggest fetish. Mm. Because, like, this is a... its I mean, it's a its a, a dirty, grotty kind of website, but it's actually kind of... It looks like Wikipedia. Like, it, it, it's, it's... It's got that sheen of respectability. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing that annoys me about it. Wiki feet is a not-for-profit yeah. organisation. <laughs> Click here to donate five dollars. Did you know that if every visitor to WikiFeed donated yeah. fifty dollars, I would not be surprised if they did a, a did a pledge drive type thing. Is it the fact that you know, as a open source community, like fan driven thing, you in your head you're kind of racking up the man hours that have gone into maintaining yeah. this website? And you, I, re- I'm worried that there are people whose full time jobs are to manage and run WikiFeed. Probably. Or at least semi-professional. Um, I, mean, I want to make it clear that, like, I don't... If you dig feet... I don't, if you, if you I don't want feet, to kink shame. Yeah, no, no, we're not... Oh. And it's like, if you're into feet, that's totally fine. Like, well, I mean, it's, I'm it's not... not fine. I mean, but it doesn't hurt me in any way that you like no, a foot. No, everyone's, I mean? everyone's got their thing. Exactly. If you and like if, feet, that's great. Yeah, and if you've got a consenting relationship with a woman who... Who has feet. Who has feet yeah, and doesn't know. just totter around on stumps, then great. Happy you know, for you. Yeah. Then you've, you've done really well for yourself. Great. Imagine having a foot fetish, and but your wife like hasn't got any feet. That'd be gutting, wouldn't it? That would be pretty. Yeah. Gutting. yeah. Well upset about that. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to argue with what you just <laughs> said. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't know where to go next. There's a there's a poll on the website. Oh yeah. The current poll. <laughs> which is uh, it's someone tied to it. Which, it? <laughs> which is which is your favourite out of Roman Egyptian feet versus Greek feet? Wait. These are styles of feet. Wait, are these like noses? Yes. Because you can have a Roman nose, can't you? You can, yes. It is kind of like that. So if I show you this picture here, mm. a Roman foot, all the toes are like the same sort of length. Can you see that? Oh, so you start with a big toe, and, and if, then you get a nice line kind of going. Yeah, and it, they like the second, third, and fourth toe are kind of the same length as the big toe, and then your little toe is like dropping off the end. Gotcha. Right. But then the Greek foot oh my Lord. has a longer middle toe. Oh. Longer than your big toe, and it's sort of like, it's like a point there. It's like an arrow. Well, by the shock in the room. Yeah. What do uh, you think is the most popular? Uh, I'd say Roman. I think as I would say Roman, but then if I had a foot fetish... Maybe I'd like oh, the other because one. It, because it's rare. Because it's, it's different. It's weird. You could suck on it's it. It's exotic. I'm so sorry. Well, you're 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 right that the Roman, the more standard foot, the one that we didn't go to, is more is more popular. Oh, okay. Well, they're not complete weird. Seventy six percent. Is there an opposite version where you've got one really long little toe and a tiny <laughs> big toe that slopes the other way? That's what Megan Fox has got. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about my feet now. I think I've got a Roman. It's all I can do not to take my socks off at the moment. I know, I really want to take my sock off and kind of like... I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give in to this. No. I, I weird... My feet weird Lucy out because... Just because I have toes long enough to pick rich grasses and and uh, <laughs> horses and, and feed on them directly like, like a uh, monkey man yeah I, you know just because I can pick up pencils with my feet and uh, you know sign my name you're quite um, dexterous <laughs> I, yeah, feet. yeah some people probably be really into that I remember seeing a thing as a kid which always stuck with me about a guy who worked with fireworks and in- <laughs> inevitably <laughs> you don't even know where I'm going yeah, I, you I roughly know off. where it's yeah, going I think I do and uh, inevitably he'd uh, ended, ended up blowing all his fingers off one hand there you go <laughs> so they had taken uh, some of his toes and they had taken his big toe off one foot and they'd reattached it where his thumb used to be and his name was Megan Fox <laughs> but he basically on his on his right hand he had like, he had his big toe and he had like two fingers that were left and he could use it like a thumb yeah yeah 
Bloody but you've got to have a big toe to begin with. Like a big, big toe banks, to begin he? with, or it's not going to work. He wouldn't be able to rob any banks because his prints would be like really, really noticeable. They'd be like, who kicked this uh, door open? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barefoot, that's very impressive. Um, I think, I think yeah. it's, the, it's the pretense of it being this legit... Like this sheen, as you put it, to to the website, like it's trying to be like Wikipedia, when it's clearly just if it, it's fine if it's a fetish, and I, and maybe maybe people who have a fetish don't want to have to go to the dirty grotty websites and want to feel like they can go somewhere more public and clean. But I still feel like it's a lie. It's like they're living a lie. I I think personally, I think if you have a fetish or if there's something you're really into and it makes you happy, more power to you. It's Absolutely. Great. If you wake up one day and you're curating an online community which has 80,000 members <laughs> and it is a 10-hour-a-day job, I would I would put it to you, sir, that maybe <laughs> your time and effort has been misplaced and you should maybe just go dating and find someone who has feet and is okay with you. Like Prince Charming went to up. find Cinderella, didn't he? Yeah. She had feet. I'm just saying, like, you know... Something like that. You, I think what, you, one you, of the worst things about it as well is that the women in question don't know they're on there. Yes. And I know this for a fact because uh, Good Mythical Morning, which is a YouTube show that I like, um, has one of the one of the women crew who appear in a lot of the videos. Um, she has appeared barefoot in a few of their videos before and as such has developed a weird... Well, I shouldn't say weird, but a fan base for her feet. Okay, all, yeah. I'll have, say it, it is weird. Who have then created a WikiFeet profile for her. Well, okay, well, you've just tipped it over the edge for me. It's gone from being like, oh, what a weird but harmless hobby. And now it's like, oh, great. And she you was know. she was then presented this information that oh, she had God. this profile page on, on a video. And you could tell, like, she was fine with it, but you could tell she was a little bit sort of like... What else is on there? Kind yeah, of. Yeah. It there's... must have felt a bit strange to her to have that happen. The thing to is, her. there's like polite fine, and then there's like, oh, good God. Or yeah. Like someone has categorised my feet and mm. screenshotted like every moment. I know, and, and that's got to be weird, hasn't it? For, I mean, for her, like, like I'm not saying now that the, the fetish itself is weird, but from her perspective, to have had pictures of her feet like scrutinised and posted onto a page, I think it that's weird. That's odd. Yeah, you've turned it for me. At first, I, I was like, ah, it's, it's, it's weird and quirky. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Someone is, yeah, that's, yeah, jacking it. I don't like the idea of a middle aged man masturbating over my feet. Uh, okay. I'm glad you, you said, said it. it. There you it is. You said what we're all thinking. There <laughs> it is. Oh my Jesus, that was my activation phrase. I've got to, <laughs> got to crush capitalism. There you well, go. Well, In summary. Well, thanks, guys. Well, uh, it's hard to disagree, but uh, should we go on to some uh, hate mail? Yes, hate mail. Okay, uh, Imi, a long-time listener, um, multiple-time writer, says, uh, I hate it when people feel they have a right to touch me just because I have tattoos. I don't give a shit if you want one. <laughs> don't grab. Don't stroke. Don't take photos. Don't invite your mates over to look. This is my body. That is a bit weird. That is weird. That's very weird. There's a massive invasion of, of personal space and privacy. Uh, I can't say I've encountered this. It may be because I'm a male. Maybe. Is it because uh, your tattoos are very in a, in a very intimate place? And if they saw them... What, my arms? They're not intimate. I'm talking about the other tattoos. Oh, oh my penal tattoos. Yes, your penal tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's just not cool. No, it's I really not. And speaking as a man who is about to get a tattoo in... Whoop, whoop. 
two days. Oh yeah, uh, two days. this is news to me. Yes, breaking. Well, mind you, by the time this episode comes out, I will have the tatoo. Oh sweet. Um, maybe you'll be red raw. Where's this tattoo off? coming? Uh, where, it's going to be on my left inner forearm. What is it? Or are you keeping it a secret? Um, it's just behind you there. Uh, yes, sorry, I could hold. Oh, it. show me. Yeah. Uh, for the benefit of Rayman. Oh, there it is. Uh, do you recognise that design? Yes. Yes. It's yeah. Yeah, the ring. Yeah, it's basically yeah. it is the I same design that goes on. I thought it, I was like, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's basically by the time. I mean, there's no point in hiding it because by the time the time you post want on me, the Facebook. Yeah, time you want me twisty. Uh, by the time this comes out, I will have it. But yeah, uh, it is a nice kind of circular design that is Lucy's uh, engagement ring. Wonderful, which we kind of came up with. So that is going to be on my inner forearm. So the both of you will have that design. I think it is pretty nice. It's a cool Lovely. design. I like that. that. Yeah, sweet design. Um, but yeah, so maybe I should brace myself for people. I want to start touching you. I have had people come up to me and go, can I touch it? Hmm. And, um, I think, cause they think it, that it might be raised or it might be, that might be some sensation there. And I'd be like, yeah, right. But they have asked. I don't mind. I mean, it's still a bit weird. I guess. Yeah, I do. But I do find that weird though. Cause why would you surely look, look with your eyes? Yeah. And tattoos by their very nature are visual. Yeah. It's like the They're joy pictures. is seeing them. You know, it's not like having a like a oh, oh I got a, I got a nasal tattoo. You know, I got I got some kind of like <laughs> internal had, nasal yeah, tattoo. I, I had smell particles injected under my skin. Oh, like, imagine if you could do that, like a permanent, like olfactory tattoo, so you could just smell feces all the time. Oh, I mean, you wouldn't go for feces, would you? Unless you love feces. Probably not the most popular. I've never seen a guy... Wiki had... feces. Wiki feces. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I bet that exists. It probably does. I'm not going to Google it. It'd be like wiki poo or something. Like, you know. Because oh. I think even if you're into it, you wouldn't want to call it feces. I think you'd want someone like... Wiki? Wiki, wiki, wiki Todd. Wiki Todd. Wiki Todd's. Um, yeah, fair. I remember seeing a thing about a guy who got his eyeballs tattooed. Yeah, he got the whites oh, uh, yeah. filled with black, didn't that, he? Yeah. That's not good. It's especially not good because it's quite a recent thing and doctors are saying, like, we don't know what the long-term effects of this is. He could be blind in 10 years. Like, we That's know... his own damn fault. We've been doing tattoos for hundreds of years. We know that there's no fallout from them. But, like, tattooing eyes? Not sure about that, guys. Yeah, because the eyes, you, you only got two. Got, yeah. I've got a lot of skin. And you but... need them. They're so, so important. Oh, God. <laughs> I think all the time about losing my eyes and how much it terrifies the uh, the idea of it. Like, my whole world is visual. I know. That's why I lock you indoors whenever there's a solar eclipse. Yeah. Like, Nick, <laughs> Nick, if you lose your eyes, we are all out of business. I'm a like... willing prisoner. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you do anything really. <laughs> and a lock and key eight months a year anyway um yeah sorry Imi we we agree people are horrible um yeah. Jack writes in uh, I hate the friends the friends I hate the friends I hate the friends I hate the friends theme song it's annoyingly bland but also annoyingly catchy yeah where do we stand on friends like with with the distance of like 10 15 years or however long it's been I'm gonna say it I like friends I really like friends I've not watched friends in a long time I don't know how I feel about it I watched some episodes recently and I laughed a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's recently I... come onto Netflix, which is probably where you've, you've seen yes, it recently. It was, yeah. and a lot of young people are going, "Oh, it's racist and sexist." Fuck off. <laughs> they might be right. Though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was made in the nineties. Do you know what yeah, I mean? If I... you don't, if you don't like it, don't, don't watch Peter Rabbit. <laughs> don't watch Peter Rabbit. Don't watch Friends from the nineties. If you're going to be offended by nineties things, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's made its fair share of slip ups. Yeah. But I, I think you're right, though. There's something to be said of it was of the time, as in, like, it, it, they're not making it right they're now. They're not making it yeah. right now. And if they were, exactly, it would be a different yeah. thing. I think if... 
I think at the time, because it used to be a case of like, you know, oh, which one are you? It was like the original personality yes, test. And was, I'd be yeah. like, thinking back, I was like, I'm probably Ross, because he's very geeky. And it's like, but thinking back about it, like in later years, I'd be thinking like, Ross was a bit creepy, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was. He kind of like pursued Rachel for years. And yeah, he did. Yeah, he seemed massively healthy after no, all. No, he, he was also, though, probably the funniest character. Yeah, some very by, funny the, by the end. That's some very funny moments. If you can accept that his creepiness was maybe a part of that character, because it was, I think. Hmm. It was maybe intentional. It was developed from the fact he had all these failed marriages and things like that, I think. Yeah. I think it was character development. Let's call it that. I think also, if you're writing a sitcom for, like, what, ten years? Mm. Like, there's no plan. But I think, like, like, random stuff just happens. I think it gets it gets tired with the brush of being generic, and yet it was actually the one that maybe invented exactly. it's the, the one that Exactly, it's the one from where all these generic... Shows mm. came from, yeah. but also it's, there's a reason. But you think of like America, like there are hundreds of these. Oh God, sitcoms, like, yeah. But it's like mm. and there's a re- there's got to be a reason why people keep talking about Friends, but they're not talking about King of Queens. Yeah, you know, or they're not talking about Everybody Loves Raymond, which is awful. <laughs> which <laughs> some is, people swear by that show. It's they so love bad. It. I haven't ever watched an episode of it. I no, don't I don't think I have. Oh, it's. We've been watching Frasier a lot recently. Frasier, Frasier, yeah, that's a great show. Frasier of, is of timeless, that e- yeah. of that era, what what the sort of the birth of the the generic sitcom. Frasier's probably the best. I think I love Frasier. It's oh. it's incredible. But I would argue that practically every show that has tried to be Friends post Friends is categorically shit. And everyone talks about it being like a Friends alike. That's the problem yeah. that they're all going to have, though. You'll always be compared to Friends, which is the original, and probably will always be the best. You're right. No, probably. probably. A, no, you're probably right. No, that's a very good point. They kind of created uh, a genre. I it's think like, the one that maybe tried to get like close to being its own thing, despite still living in Friends' shadow, was How I Met Your Mother. Mm. And it's it's practically unwatchable at times. Like, it's it's just garbage. <laughs> I don't mind how I met your mother. <laughs> really and I know your like brother it. doesn't mind. My, my brother absolutely loves How I Met Your Mother. And I, I've watched a few episodes, and they're kind of all right. They're definitely... Definitely uh, frenzy. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not, they, it went down... It, it sort of went off a cliff, to be honest, after a while. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. After maybe three or four years, it, and there were nine of them, it went off, it went off a cliff. A bit. Well, didn't, didn't your, um, your friend, and I'd like to say maybe my mutual friend, Kate, say... She referred to that kind of thing as like... She coined an amazing phrase, which is a pyjama pajama comedy. Mm. And the idea of the phrase is that it's a show that doesn't demand anything from you. Yeah. So that you can relax and sort of warm yourself. You don't have to take it in. It. You don't have to watch it. And for know, her... To the minutest detail. Exactly. And she is a she is a massive Frasier fan. Like, if, if, if I, I feel fairly confident that I could say if Kate's favourite comedy was Frasier. Which I think belies excellent taste. Good, good taste. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. Good but as well. she also loves Friends as well. Mm. And she about the two shows, she will she will just watch them practically on a loop. She will watch one before she goes to bed every night of her life. And you can do that with those shows. You yeah, can do it. Can. And even if you've seen an episode, especially of Friends, like thirty times, you can still laugh at it. What did you imagine the missing wall? on Friends look like? Well, you see it once or twice. You do. What? Not very often, but once or twice. It's like the wall in Big Bang. Oh, don't get me started on Big oh, Bang. No, oh, no, let's... No, no. <laughs> pull up, pull up. No, I don't like the Big Bang <laughs> Did the... What, the camera moved? Well, it? once or twice when they were... It, they there? were playing Spin the Bottle in one episode and you saw the back wall and it was it's just... always very plain. Yeah, it was what... It was sort of what you'd imagine, to be honest. How it was a, maybe do? another three feet back. Yeah. It was purple. It had a few bits on the wall. Okay. It's sort of what you'd imagine. Well, I guess really. you've answered my question quite yeah. uh, succinctly there. I'm sure if you Googled it, 
I bet if you googled friends, hang on, friends other wall. Okay, well, wall. I'll, I'll let this. Um, I'm gonna wait for this Google search to play out. I'll give I, you another example one. of one that sort of went off a cliff, mm-hmm. but I really liked. And if I rewatched it again, I think I'd love it. Scrubs. I've been thinking about that recently because I love. Well, you and I both love Scrubs. Up to sort of series then. five. Yeah, there's a gold. Up to and including, it was brilliant, and then it went off a cliff a bit. Mm. I remember thinking like season three at the time. I was in like um. Can't find it. I was at the, the end of uni. Wall, I think. The fourth wall. Oh okay. Come on, Nick. You can do it. Dun, 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 Live googling on a podcast. It's always good. Fourth wall. Yeah. Oh. Fourth wall. Uh, no. Yes. Have we found the, the uh, elusive? That's not it. Mm, that's not it. Forget it. No, oh, okay. okay. Doesn't matter. It's the one where they play spin the bottle. If you're interested. Okay. okay. Fine. Oh, fine. Okay. Well. Well, just moving on to something a, a little more serious for a moment. <coughs> uh, I'm, I'm not being facetious when I say that. Um, Andrew writes in, long-time uh, friend of the show and our work, says, um, this may be an odd one, but I hate being angry. Uh, I've been angry a lot recently for various reasons. I'm just finding it so draining and it makes me utterly miserable. Then on top of the fact that people are getting to me so much and it makes me angry. This makes me even more angry on top. I'm not good with being all zen and letting go of my anger, but right now, I bloody wish I was. Sounds like you should do a show like this. Yeah. You can have a show It's really anger. good. I'd feel less angry generally. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope... Um, maybe it, maybe that helps him having written that. I hope it has. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, joking aside, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to claim this show is, as in any way, a higher purpose, but if we can bring a little bit of joy and therapy to... To you, the listener, then that's a good thing. But I know what you mean. I mean, there's... Yeah, it is difficult. I mean, there's times when... I don't know. There's times when it, it can just kind of get to you a bit. And... There really are. And I, I, I hate anger because, like, it boils up. And then there's nothing you can, like, do about it. Like, nine times out of ten, you get angry external to the cause of the anger. And it is. It is shit. And I hate it. So I feel I feel your pain, man. I've been thinking... Um... I said the other day, like, anger isn't really... Someone said the other day, like, anger isn't an emotion. It's what you get when you can't express the emotion you're actually feeling. Oh, that's interesting. Which I never really thought of before. And I kind of put it into perspective. Like, every time I might be angry, I think to myself... Am I actually angry? What's actually going on here? Like, It's oh, like when you're hungry, but you're actually thirsty. Or vice versa. Yeah. Or it's like, sometimes you might be angry, but really, you're hungry. <laughs> you know? You're hungry. Have a sandwich. Angry. Maybe you just, I mean, actually, to be totally honest with you, it, like, if you have a sandwich, no matter how you feel, yeah, it's yeah. probably going to make you feel better. Jeremy, like, I'm... Um... <laughs> we need to make that sandwich we saw on YouTube earlier. Oh, my oh God. God, that looks so good. Yeah. Garlic bread baguette yeah. with, what, fried something in it? Uh, fish. Southern fried chicken or fish. Real fish. With then cheese. Melted cheese. Melted and cheese. sort of chili and salsa And chili jam. salsa yeah. thing. Andrew, tell you what, this will make you smile. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of Binging with Babish on YouTube. Uh, I'm also a fan. Mm. Uh, there'll be more on him later in the episode. Oh. 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 I was watching an episode this morning while I was cooking my uh, lunch, and he said that he'd learned an amazing trick when making a toasted sandwich, which was to cover a slice of bread in mayonnaise and then toast that. I've heard this. Fry that yeah. face down. Yeah. In a pan. I think you might what? be making a sort of eggy bread by yeah. doing it. Oh, okay. So take, take, take your bread, cover it in mayonnaise, put that face down in a frying pan, and fry it so you get a lovely, crispy it goes kind golden. of char. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. And he was Maybe like, I will. It transformed his sandwich game. Did it? Okay. Noted. I love a sandwich game. Duly noted. 
Hi guys, and welcome to the interlude. It's John here, and sorry to take you away from the hate and the love and all those good things you come to the podcast for, but I haven't done one of these in a while, and I thought I'd just say hello and do a tiny bit of housekeeping. First and foremost, a massive thank you to everyone who has been listening to and hopefully enjoying the show. I mean, it means a hell of a lot to us. Uh, and, and certainly the level of engagement we're getting on the Facebook group has just been above and beyond. Uh, thank you for continuing to share your topics of hate and love. It really does make this a lot more interesting than just three angry men shouting in a bedroom because that's, you know, there's enough of that in the world. Um, but yeah, we hope we get to all your topics in time. We're sorry if we ever miss you, but, you know, keep the content coming, hopefully. There is enough hate and joy in your hearts to keep us uh, entertained for a long time. Outside the world of podcasts, you know, given that Big Punch Studios makes comics and all kinds of entertaining nonsense like that, uh, we are on the brink of something quite exciting as a small publishing studio. Uh, just this month, we have published issue 13 of Extraversal, our quarterly magazine, and... I can hardly believe we made it to this point, but incredibly we did. Uh, we are beginning our massive crossover, our year-long crossover event. Uh, the fact that it coincides with a certain big movie, studio, large budget event is entirely unconnected. That was not the plan. But we are, yeah, we're just we're on the verge of something pretty big for our little company. And a journey that began several years ago now with The Heavenly Chord, which was a crossover between the worlds of Afterlife Inc. and Seven String, uh, a crossover that really began our company. And now, um, you know, in the fourth year of Extraversal being in publication, um, all the worlds are overlapping. So we've got Cuckoos, we've got Orb, we've got 99 Sorgs, Cameron, even some familiar faces from outside the book, he said, being coy. Kind of getting in on the action. Um, really can't tell you how excited we are about this. Um, we even, I mean, even if we weren't doing a crossover, even just the fact that we've made it to issue 13, which seems, it seems almost impossible to imagine. I mean, there were some naysayers. There were, there, there were people who, who said it couldn't be done. And, you know, Schadenfreude, it gives me a certain degree of joy to say that we did it. We were just too stupid to quit. And now, not only are we in double figures, we're, we're on the unluckiest number, 13, which has got to be a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of issue ones out there in the world. You don't see many issue 13s, and I'm quite, I'm really quite chuffed about that. Um, hey, and if you'd like to enjoy Extraversal, um, please head on over to www.bigpunchstudios.com forward slash Extraversal, where every issue, including the elusive uh, free comic book day version from 2015 can be found. And all issues can be downloaded digitally for, uh, well, just name your price. You can, you can pay whatever you want, including zero, which is, in our books, a number as well. Uh, however, if you would like to uh, support us in making these funny books, you can through Patreon and or becoming a subscriber of the book. Um, there are more details on the website, but if you head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Big Punch Studios for $5 a month, 
you can enjoy a copy, a physical copy of Extraversal through your door every quarter or every season or every three months, but basically the same time period. Um, but yeah, we, we're we super excited about it and we're incredibly, incredibly grateful to the patrons and subscribers whose support lets us keep doing this. I mean, it, it's kind of humbling actually and we really are just blown away by your kindness and generosity and we hope that the stuff we put out in return is entertaining enough. Hey, and if you're enjoying this podcast and you would like to get in on some of the bonus three episodes, uh, three, what's wrong with my voice, speech impediment, the three voice, uh, three, is it a number or does it cost nothing? Anyway, the three, 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 I'm losing my mind. Anyway, we have, we have extra bonus episodes of a show called Hey, and you can get them by becoming a patron for just one dollar a month. And we do this for the love, we would be doing it anyway, but any support that comes our way just makes it that much easier for us to continue to make content like this. And hopefully there's something in it for you. And hopefully, you know, that extra content and all the big punch news and seeing us make stuff and go places is, is of interest to you. We don't advertise a show called Hate. In fact, the only kind of magic we have at the moment is uh, word of mouth. So if you would like to do something for the show, if you would like to help your hate boys spread their dark message to an even greater audience, um, please consider um, telling a friend. Tell a friend and maybe they'll enjoy it. And if they do, maybe you should also direct them towards the Facebook page and group because it seems like we've got quite a nice little crew of people forming there and it's wonderful to have your interaction and I would be even greater to have more people in there. So please, your homework, if you choose to accept it, is tell a friend, spread the love, spread the hate, but you know, spread the love a little more. And A, if you find yourself on iTunes and you'd like to write as a review, you know, that would really just mean the world. But hey, um, that really has been enough shameless promotion and navel gazing from me. I will shut up in a second. The only other things I will add are that, oh yeah, we've the aforementioned Extraversal. Uh, since we last spoke, um, we have successfully printed and distributed Extraversal Volume 1 to our Kickstarter backers, and it is now available to the general population. Um, if you've never read Extraversal before and would like to kind of get started this is really a wonderful place to dive in you can get it on the big punch store on our website and yeah that's about it we're just ticking along doing our thing uh as ever we hope you're enjoying the podcast um i'm gonna shut up now and send you over to the love but thanks again guys means world and we'll see you next time Okay, like, I'm just gonna dive in. I have a love. You son of a. <laughs> you have a mouthful of OT. Crispy, crispy crackers. They're not OT. I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, um, my love is baking bread. Oh. Something I've never done before in my life. Do you mean breaking bad? Oh, yeah, no, it's meth. <laughs> It's it's meth. Uh, I have never I've I've never made bread before in my life until the last couple of weeks, and I've now made uh, three loaves of bread, and it is incredibly enjoyable. Is it? But does it, it taste nice? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I, like I said, I made I made three loaves 
First Have you got one, a bread maker? No. Are you just make it? No. And I would like to thank and recommend Binging with Babish on YouTube. Oh, there we because are. I copied one of his recipes. Oh, right. Very informative. He's very entertaining. And uh, I nicked one of his recipes. Gave it a try. It's well good. Wonderful. First loaf. Uh, looked amazing. Uh, but was not cooked on the inside. Oh. It was kind of like doughy. And uh, second loaf. Well good. Mm. Uh, uh, someone on Facebook. You have to change the temperature. Is that what it's about? I, I'm not entirely sure what I did differently. But I mean, the first time I didn't add any butter, which I was meant to. I just didn't have any. Second time I did is that add butter, butter in bread. This particular recipe, okay. yes, you I was can say you can do versions without. Fine, but the second one was probably perfect. It kind of like you, you cross section looked just like a perfect slice of bread, golden nice. on the outside. It was just wonderful. Third one, which I made the morning before we went to the races. Oh yes, um, was. Very, very tasty. I've just finished eating it, but didn't quite rise as much. Gotcha. And it's really good. And as a kid, uh, I had a VHS tape, and I don't know where it came from, but it was called like, I don't know, it was something like Baking for Kids or something like that. And despite the fact we never once did a recipe from it, <laughs> we never once did anything we saw in that video. But as a kid, you know, you can get weirdly like obsessed with things. Yeah. Rewatch it. We watched that video over and over and over again. Really? And it was like a nice, it was like a nice woman and a bunch of kids, and she was teaching them how to like make stuff with 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 dough. And it all I remember as a kid is how kind of like cool the dough looked, and you just really wanted to like play with it. And they were dough is pretty cool. And they made like they made something called play dough. (laughs) (laughs) They made a hedgehog loaf, so they made like a and they used scissors. I know, little, yeah. Little safety oh, scissors yeah. to make little snips in, in the ask, dough. Ask a parent to do that for you, though. Yes, yeah. yeah. To advice. make it look like spikes. Oh. And it was funny. Like I was utterly obsessed with it. And Tiger I just... loaf. That's yeah, which is... Kind of that's a type of bread. That's yeah. got a weird kind of, like, tangy... Crackly exterior. Yeah. yeah. How'd you do that? I'm not entirely sure how I feel about Tiger loaf. I've had I it before. I love Tiger loaf. Yeah, no, but like it's Tiger weird. It's like, it's like yeasty and bitter. Brioche. Yeah, brioche is good. Brioche is nice. Bread with a different name. That's a very, very deep cut reference yeah. there. Uh, but no, it's well good. And um, I think what's really cool is that it's tasty at the end, but um, kneading the dough is incredibly therapeutic. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Can you get some of your aggressions out on it? Our I man d- Andrew should should yeah, maybe make some bread. Yeah. yeah, Andrew, get, recommend give it a try. That make some bread. If Check you don't it. make bread, at least watch Binging with Babish. Yeah, that, no, that that's sort you out. very entertaining. But no, it's like, it's something kind of magical about it. Like a bit of bread, a bit of water, you know. And, and you know, you get this amazing golden, doughy, gooey stuff Object. at the end. Yeah. Sounds like the best thing since... Um... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What oh. is it? What is it? Best <laughs> thing since... Oh, I can't think. The metric system. The metric system. Metric system. system. That's yeah. system. And that's really it. I've got nothing else to say other that's, than... That's, that's. Um, Wonderful. Making bread is nice. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Recommend I'm, it. I'm on board. Really that simple. I'm on the train. We should all try it. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll fuck it up, but okay. <laughs> that's it. Sorry, I've got nothing else Good, to that's say. That's fine. No, let's, let's, let's rattle through them. Well, in the interest of we've been doing recommendations for our loves over the last few weeks, I'm going to recommend a new show I'm watching on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Which I'm enjoying very much. And it's Ooh. not the show, the kind of show I would usually watch. Um, it's like an American thriller show. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called um, Designated Survivor. Oh, it, it's got oh. Kiefer Sutherland it's is about in it. American presidents. And stuff. Yeah, so yes, basically the premise of the show is that, uh, and I didn't know this, you have a designated survivor 
for big congressional events, big Congress events, uh, who just goes to a safe house in case there's a catastrophic event. So at the um, uh, opening of the Congress, etc., when everyone's there, someone will be a few miles away or wherever watching it on the telly. And is it always that person? No. They, so it's it's on... I've looked it up since watching the show and it's always... a It's sort of a... Semi-random? A low-level member of the um, of the Senate or whatever. Okay. Um, so, Cabinet. So, uh, this guy, whose name is Tom, played by Keith, Keith Sutherland, that morning has been fired from his role on the Cabinet and told he's going to be moving to Canada. But he's also asked to be the designated survivor. During the um, the opening of Congress, right, okay, and the Capitol building is blown up with everyone inside it. Every single American Whoa. person of power is blown up in this explosion, and he, because he's the designated survivor, becomes the president. Wow, right, and then it, the the show is all about getting to the bottom, and I'm only less than halfway through the first season of how this happened and him coming to terms with the fact he's been go on from nothing to being the president and Congress is now two people and he's got <laughs> he's got no cabinet and the governors are all against him and it's about him coming to terms with being the president and also trying to figure out who's blown up I was gonna Cap- say, Capitol that Hill yeah as well, like, well, I, that does genuinely sound interesting but like what's stopping them just replacing all the people who were lost they that's what they, that's its next step he's got to replace people right but obviously if you blow up Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hard to A, recover and B, build it from there. So, because I possibly don't understand enough about American politics, but who mm. are the governors then? Governors, are they're, they're based in the um, their states. Oh, okay. State governors. Okay, so that's the so bridge. everyone else is in Washington. So that's congressmen, members of the Senate, etc. Et I don't understand it fully, but yeah. Yeah. they were all blown up. Wow. Um, so yeah, he's coming to terms with, except one guy. Who were, there was one survivor from the explosion, and he was he, there, but he survived. Yeah, and he's now a suspect in the oh. in the case. Oh, right. unofficially. I thought it was going to come down to like there was one surviving Democrat and there was one surviving Republican. <laughs> well, that's that was it originally because the the Republicans had a designated survivor as well. Oh, um, who I can't remember the name of the character. It's a woman who who operates now in the White House because there's no one else to do yeah. it. But she's got her own agenda. She's trying to basically usurp right. him. So what, He's a Democrat. So what turned you on to that? We, I, um, I got a recommendation from a friend. Yeah. And we just watched the train. I went, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. But I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I am doing. No, because, and I don't oh. mean this in a disparaging way. Mm. Like, cause I, that doesn't sound like something you'd normally, exactly. normally watch. No, yeah. I wouldn't. I genuinely wouldn't normally watch something like that, but I'm really enjoying it. So how much have you seen so far? I've seen six episodes and there's 20 in a season. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Okay. So I've got quite a while to go. And how many seasons have we got so far? We've got... One and most of two. Right. And they're about an hour long each. I've got to say, that's something like, you know, American TV does pretty well. Yeah. It's like these really meaty really But there's, it's so good. There's like there's at least one fucking hell moment every episode so Ooh. far. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I can't believe that. So it's, cool. yeah, it's really good. Anyway, there you go. In the interest nice. of recommending shows, give it a go. If you're yeah. struggling for something. There's um there's a Terry Pratchett novel called, um, oh God, what is it called? I can't remember, but it's set. It's not a Discworld book. It's set in kind of like the real world, in mm. like the Victorian kind of period. And the idea is that one of the subplots is that basically there is a, a plague, a fire, 
like a couple of unfortunate accidents and suddenly like this guy who is the 200th in line yeah. to the British throne ends up becoming king yeah. simply Gosh. because everybody above him has died. It gets wiped out. And uh, there's a great moment where um, these mysterious people turn up and kind of crown him. And he's like, well, what's going on? He's like, well, you know, we... You know, oh, we work for the crown, sir. He goes, oh, does that mean you have to do what I say because no. I'm the king? He goes, no, 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 sir. We work for the crown. We just loan it to you occasionally. <laughs> you know, like... That's cool. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like it. Very Done. interesting. Cool. Well, um, my love um, could sound a little bit like um, an advert. No, oh. but I promise you, it's not. <laughs> okay. I love crossovers. Right. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. And obviously, before we started this show, we were talking about Infinity War and how excited we are for that. Yes. And yes. All, all the exciting potential meetings between characters, which is probably the lifeblood of all this kind of thing when it comes to a crossover. But um, I would be remiss not to mention the fact <laughs> that Big Punch is doing one of their own. Oh. And this is the year of it, which we coincided like, coincided perfectly with with. Um, Infinity. Infinity War. Yeah, that's that was, worked, that was that's not, not intended. Not, not intended, intended at all. No. no. But no, the truth of my love comes from the, the 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 literal joy of working on this. And it is something that, as I'm sure John can attest to as well, we've been working on for quite a while. Yeah. And we're bringing so many stories together into one massive epic nice. event, which we're calling Perfect Storm. Oh. And we have a magazine that comes out every three months, if you don't this know. This is not planned. It really, like, no, this it really was, wasn't. No, this is not a... You know, <laughs> it's how, you know it's how I've gone quiet, <laughs> This is not a sponsored love. <laughs> right. But we work on this very hard. And obviously I spend most of my time drawing, working on comics and stuff. And so for this to be happening, for all of these stories to be intersecting and the characters to be meeting is, is incredibly exciting. And I've, and I've had such a lot of fun working on what is only the first part of it, because we do four issues a year and um, there'll be more to come as well and I'm not saying hey get out there and you know check it out but what I am saying is that for something that I spend all my time working on um, it there's not 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 much brings quite so much joy I think in telling a big story as getting all these different characters who previously weren't in the same story to now start meeting and thinking about what they would do and say and what that means for a greater universe overall and it adds depth to each of them because they all become almost more real because they're meeting people from other stories. Mm. And it's just it's just the coolest thing. And it's cool when it happens in other stuff as well. Like Infinity War is genuinely very exciting for that reason. And it's they're just cool. They're just great. I love them. I have a tip for you. Oh, I Don't do a crossover in the very first issue of your magazine. <laughs> what? This is a magazine me and John did as kids. Oh, <laughs> Called What's, Big uh, Punch. What Rayman is That's where it all began. Yeah. yeah, no, the original Big Punch, which was uh, made in 1995 or 6, I believe. Um, Something like that. Yeah. About the time that two become one by Spice Around Punch. that yeah, time, right. yeah. <laughs> Funny you should mention what, that. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, um, but no, we opened our, our magnus opus with, uh, with a crossover. With a crossover, the very first story what, in the very first issue. Over? Having established none of these individual yeah. characters. <laughs> it was Big Punch having a fight and then like three other teams turned up. That's the way to do it. What a way to go. Yeah, it's also not the way to do it. Massively. <laughs> but uh, World well building, I think they call it. I know I know what you mean, though. And again, not to, uh, not to, I guess, kind of blow our own trumpet too much, but the whole reason that Big Punch Studios came about was when we did the the Heavenly Chord crossover between mm. Afterlife Thinking and Seven String. And even now, like 
three, four years on, that's still one of the things I'm most proud of it's, out of everything yeah. we've done. I'm, like I'm so proud of it as well. Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm proud of you. Oh, oh, thanks. That's good, wasn't it? Thanks, Thank bud. You. That was good. Don't worry. They're just words. Don't worry. We'll we'll make we'll make our comic. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Wink, wink, yeah. wink, 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 wink. Yeah. Secret project. We'll make it happen Woo-hoo. this year. Maybe we'll let Nick contribute in some way, and yeah. uh, it could be the official nice. book of the show. It's going to be excellent. Yeah. I don't know. Look out for for secret project. One. Oh, zero Ooh. one. Uh, zero one. No, that's too obvious. Let's call it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that implies that there's going to be a second one, which there definitely will not be. Do we have any love letters? We do have a love letter, and it's from uh, the man of the hour, Gibbo. 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 Oh, Gibbo. 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 Here we go. Uh, Gibbo writes. Uh, <laughs> I've um, I've mainly been posting hates recently. I'm not sure that's true. Gibbo yeah. loves the loves. Yeah, Gibbo loves those loves. If I know Gibbo, Gibbo's got a lot, lot of love to and give. And I think I do. I think we all do. So I guess I should post a love. This time, it's Doctor Who. Oh my. I have been oh. watching the series since I was young and have never stopped enjoying it. It is an amazing series, and unlike other media franchises, there is always more things. Oh wait, there's more. Sorry, sorry, Gibbo. No, I was waiting for the rest this is of the first time reading. Um, come on, John. There are there are always more things to experience. So there's never a feeling that I get with other shows when I reach the end of a series. Furthermore, I. Oh dear, Gibbo. Sorry. Furthermore, <laughs> several of my closest friends dear, throughout my life. Dear. Uh, I. Oh dear. I think what he's basically saying is he made a lot of friends through Doctor Who. Show. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's. Hard, well, hard to disagree. Well, I appreciate that in two respects, and I'll give them to you. Tell me. Um, one, I like that he's made a lot of good friends through it because I've made a lot of good friends through supporting Gillingham, who I never would have met otherwise. Cool. And it's just weird how life works out sometimes. Mm. A guy called Tom came to the races with us last week. We don't really talk about football anymore. Me and him. He's just <laughs> he's just my friend. And yet you met him through. Football. I met him through football. We support the same team. So that's cool. Things like that I like. No, it's weird. I remember the very first um, show I went to. Um, mm. I, at the time, was um, trying. I, I was on the forums for Loading Ready Run, which is mm. a Canadian comedy troupe that Lucy mm. and I really connected over when we were first going out. And um, I remember posting on, on the forums, hey, I've actually made a comic. I'm going to my first ever show. I'm going to be exhibiting. And this chap on the forums was like, oh, awesome. I'm coming to that show. I'll come say hello. Oh, nice, wow. Nice. And and it was amazing because, like, um, we still, you know, we don't see each other very often, but, like, we, we interact on Twitter occasionally and everything. But it's like we never would have had that connection. Yeah, I never yeah. would have met him in person mm. if it hadn't been because of a shared... It's funny. Uh, it's a funny old world. Yeah, it is. It is. No. And Doctor Who's all right, you know. I, when's the new series going? It's the end of this year, isn't it? End of this year, yeah. End of summer, I think. Yeah, it's weird. I kind of, like... I I like Matt Smith when he was in it. I've only ever really watched it when good. Matt Smith was in it. Was Everybody very... has their doctor, yeah. basically. I kind of like... I watched some of the Capaldi stuff and thought it was very good. Mm. And then there's also bits I thought weren't very good. And then I kind of drifted away from it for a bit. But yeah. I, might, I might come back to it. I think I'll it? come back... Like, uh, like I'm intrigued. In the mm. past, when I haven't especially connected with a Doctor or a series when it then changed and a new Doctor appeared or a new series died, then that was always like, oh, this will be my jumping on point. And I feel like that's very much the case for this one with the new Doctor. I, I'm going to give it another shot then, I think. Yeah. And I, I guess, I, I think... Um, was that, like, that that Capaldi series before Moffat left? I think yeah. it had it had some absolutely amazing moments. Uh, Flatline, 
Yeah, Flatland was awesome. Uh, which was where there were these monk- two-dimensional monsters. Oh. They were like street art come to life, kind of. Okay. It was very, it was very good. I mean, yeah. they clearly blew all their budget for the series on that <laughs> one episode. <laughs> yeah. It's all the CGI. And I remember watching that thinking, like, that was well good. That was really cool stuff, like the TARDIS going into siege mode, where it, like, shrank down and became this, like, super heavy cube. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That was just really cool. And then they also had some astonishingly bad episodes where, like, trees in London. I remember oh, thinking... that was a bad one. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen on television. But we stuck with it. Well, one of the biggest yeah. things I think you can always say about Doctor Who is that it's, it's very imaginative. It's always pushing the boundaries of what we might accept to be a sci-fi show. And it's always trying new things. And I think that because we've always got this regenerating new Doctor thing going on, like, if you fall out of love with it for a bit, you'll probably find love in it again yeah. later on. And you Because know, it's like the bits I didn't like, you could blame... Because there's a lot of different writers, a lot of different creators yeah. have worked on it. And if there's bits that didn't work, mm. you can blame it on Specific. the script. Or you can yeah. blame... And it's you can't blame the concept, which the is... The concept end- is excellent. Oh, oh, good God. Like The concept is amazing. It's actually one of the best. And if I had the option, I would absolutely jump to work on, on that mm. in any way. Like, oh, that'd be so, cool. You'll yeah. probably just chuck any idea at it, can't you? That's the thing. Like, and it, go, yeah. from, go somewhere with it. Yeah. You should be able to do anything you want. Should be able to. Yeah. So that's, you know, we can't uh, can't disagree with that. Cool. Now, I was going to say we had another um, love, love, but I honestly think we covered it in our last episode. I don't oh. think we've had a lot of loves this time around. <sighs> Never mind. Oh, well. That's disappointing, isn't it? Well, where do, where do we go from do? here? God bless you, Gibbo. Thanks, Gibbo. Gibbo. If we didn't have Gibbo, then we wouldn't have had any loves from anyone else. Gibbo's really like the fourth pillar on this table of hate we've Mm, built right now. Yeah. Well, I guess um, the only question left to ask is what do we feel one out? Hate or love? Hate. I think hate. (laughs) You always go. I always say hate. It's pointless asking me. To be honest, like how strongly I feel about WikiFeet, it's it's got to be hate. Yeah. No, and I I I think like as much as it was. To be honest, I'm just mad at Carling now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want a Carling so bad. I mean, we we all had some nice things to talk. about. I should say at this point that I'm drinking knockoff little version of Strongbow. It's good though. That I acquired Uh, after a football match in Portsmouth. Woodgate. Woodgate. Persina. That's like an own brand, is it? It's a little version of Strongbow. Well, I'm drinking... Well, I've just finished an old golden hen. Mm. But what's interesting is it's in inverted commas. It's in like, yeah, like it's a quote. Quote marks. It's like it's its stage name. Which makes me wonder whether it's not actually old golden hen. <laughs> it's like old golden yeah, hen. It should just say below it, wink, wink. Because you can have speckled hen. Is this also like a knockoff it's, no, it's No, it is, it is official, but That's it's a sister beer to old speckled hen, I, I see. believe. Well, prior to, uh, prior to that, we we drank a gem, uh, or from, gem, or gem, depending from, on your reading uh, of Bath it. Ale, Bath Bath Ales. Ales. That was good, that. which is really nice actually. I think mm. that was the, the beer mm. of the evening. Um, yeah, I well, think. Yeah. yeah, this is from Hate Lidl. One Tonight. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think Hate One Tonight, but it was entertaining, and really, that's the uh, the real truth. That's why we've all come here. Yeah, we come here to hate. Well, you know what? Should we uh, call it a day on oh, Hate Train? That'll yep. do, pig. Go that'll do. Okay, so I guess what we need is a really concise. Oh, the usual concise sign off. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. like we you want do, like yeah. option A. <laughs> option A, please. Yeah. So, remember all of you on the on the out not in the podcast out Me. of it. No, not not you. The ones on. not ones not in it. Well, Nick. I don't. No, 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 no. The ones the ones believe. who aren't in here now. The the uh, the ones hearing. What it. like Ali? The downstairs. ones with their ears. No, I, no, no, I no, no not you. them downstairs. The ones, the ones listening but aren't here. The ones Fine. who are I'll hearing us now. I'll accept that these imaginary people exist. Okay. Don't forget to to listen to us in here. Well, but we're about to stop. 
but the show's but about previously, yeah. don't forget to previously listen to us for the last hour. <laughs>